guys, my name is Crystal Kenny, and I'm in love with creating. All things artistic and imagination involved. I'm an American girl who chased her creative dreams all the way to Paris, France, making a living using photography. This podcast takes you inside the stories of all the artsy folks I've met along the way and gives you that extra push to discover your creative gifts. The desire to create is deeply inside each and every one of us, and I give you the tools and inspiration to find a new way of living a more creative life. This is La Vie Creative, the podcast. Welcome to the show, Tanya. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm very fine. And I'm so glad that you want to interview me. <laughs> I mean, you've done so much in your short time on this planet. You're a photographer, a former model, a designer. But I want to go back to the start. Like, What originally brought you to Paris and where are you from? I'm from Norway and um, I liked Paris very much when I visited it to see the fashion shows many, many years ago. And it inspired me a lot, the history of the city and uh, the way people dress and the beautiful architecture. And uh, yeah, it was many things that told me this is the place you should come. Yeah. And so mm. how many years ago was that? Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that was in 1991. Wow. So you were just inspired. You thought, okay, I'm just going to pack my bags and I'm coming to Paris. <laughs> yeah, it was a tiny bit like that. <laughs> yeah. And so you here and you don't speak the language. So so what did you do? How did you find your way here and, and find work? Well, that was a tough story. I uh, did not speak the language, so I had to learn it first. And I tried to to find little jobs, you know, internships. And that was not possible at all mm -hmm. because I studied in Germany and Berlin. Yeah. And in Germany, it's like that, that you do the internships after you have finished your studies. In mm -hmm. France, it's not like that. So I had to go and knock on quite many doors. Wow. And um, yeah. So I when thinking about it now, I was quite, I really wanted to stay here. So I, I did not give up. <laughs> We're determined. Yeah, determined. Yeah. <laughs> Good word. Yeah, I feel like you have to be determined to stay in Paris because I've met yeah. these strong, adventurous women here that just held on with both hands and said, I'm staying. I don't care what it takes. And it sounds like that's what you did. So you eventually did find work in the fashion world. Yes, yes, and no. I had to start my own company. Nice. Uh, yeah, I had to start my own company because it was not that easy at all. It was during the time where the Kuwait war was on. Oh. And so it was very, very closed up. And you really needed a lot of connections to get job in a fashion house. Well, I did an internship at uh, one house that was very good. And uh, they gave me also little jobs, but it was not really a contract. I learned a lot. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, right? It's just like learn, taking what you can and then moving on. Mm. And it sounds like you started your own business and you were working as a photographer. So talk about that part of your life. You were shooting fashion, politics, lifestyle, sports. Mm. What is it like? Yeah, I've, I've always photo photographed, uh, but I'm a self-taught photographer. And uh, after... Uh, 
the company did not really work anymore, I decided to to go for photography. And through my connections in fashion and also through my connections uh, in other areas, um, I I just took the step and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to do it. I'm a self-taught photographer myself and found people (laughs) that inspired me and I followed them around and and you learn, you know, you learn by doing. And I think there's so many people that they're afraid to even start and it's all about just jumping in before you know what you're doing, right? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. That It's exactly like that. Yeah. Don't be afraid, just do it is the best uh, philosophy when it comes to this. Yeah, to create kind of artistic direction. It's very tough and it's many, many years of work to be able to, but it's uh Yeah, starting before you're ready. I think that's a common theme that comes up in the podcast and in creativity in general, because I think it's partly like we're sharing a piece of our soul, we're sharing a piece of ourselves, and it can be very intimidating to jump in and say, Oh, what if I look stupid or what if I don't know what I'm doing, even though it is your passion? Hmm. Yeah. And what was your favorite thing to photograph? Well, all in all, I love to photograph people and to show a little bit more about the person than just the face. A little bit going quite much deeper, showing a little bit more about their soul and about their about their um, identity. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what portrait photography is all about, is, is sharing people from a different point of view. Because... You might see somebody mm-hmm. in a picture or something like that, but you're trying to tell a different story. You're trying to share something more meaningful as a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. And so I know partly halfway into your life in France, you were living, you were working, and then your life changed in a big way. I know you lost your sight. Can you talk a little bit about that? How did you become blind? When did that happen? And and talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm ready to talk about it. I wasn't ready until now, but I, uh, yeah, I, I had actually a brain tumor and I didn't know that I had it. And I had a lot of things, um, problem with my heart. Uh, I was very tired. I had headaches. I had toothaches. And then uh, when all of a sudden I started to faint, I went to the hospital. Uh, Father of my daughter brought me to the hospital and then uh it was already too late i the 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 c nerve was very badly damaged and it was also something else that happened that could have made me uh not survive so uh wow that was like two years ago two and a half years ago i was operated in august 2020 Hmm. Wow. And so you're lucky to be alive, but it left you blind at the end of everything. Yes, it did. Mm. And so you had this life-saving operation and you spent a year and a half in rehabilitation. Talk about that time in your life. Like, how are you feeling? Did you feel you still wanted to pursue creative endeavors or what were you thinking during that time? First of all, I have had to do a huge grief over photography Mm-hmm. And also about my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then also, which is a Bible to me, the autonomy, actually, to, to be able to do everything on my by my own all the time. Yeah. So and uh, so I had to kind of listen to the team, which was in the hospital and the third hospital I was in. They were they were very, very good and solid and kind of teaching us again how to get autonomy. 
and doing things things on our own, making my own bed, uh, cleaning, and also doing my putting my clothing in, you know, in a spot where I could always find it and kind of, but it's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of things yeah, you never thought you would have to think about. No, and exactly. Using your site has changed your other senses. So has your other senses become heightened? Are there things that you enjoy more now instead, now that you, you can't see, is you enjoy music more, do you enjoy food? Yes. Yes, I, I, I do enjoy food a lot through the smelling also to discover and to guess what I have in front of me. So food and and also music. Yes, yeah. I really enjoy to go to concerts and listen to classical music, but also to jazz and to music that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And how has it changed your creativity? <laughs> like, what are some things you still do as a creative outlet? I... I cannot really say. I just try to go back and to think about what I have as capacities mm-hmm. and going through the patterns that I used to do and also through the colors, working a lot with colors and also uh, the languages that I know and uh, things I know about photography and about guiding people when I was photographing them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, and I think it's quite exciting because it's a lot of things that I'm going through now to try to find out what I would really do as a job, uh, what I could do for work. Yeah, definitely. It's changed your whole life and you have to find the positivity in it and how you can continue on after grieving mm. that loss of your sight, especially as a photographer. I mean, I think that's most mm. photographers like biggest nightmare, you know, is like losing the sight and you've found mm. ways to work through that and still pursue your passions and, and enjoy other things. I think that's really admirable. And are there things that you want to share with listeners, like any takeaways you have from this life changing event? Yes, it's a very important thing. We have we are not using our brain well enough. We have the only used 13% of it. And I would like to tell everybody that we have a lot more capacities and a lot more strength and lot lot a lot more courage than we even can imagine. And capacities, first of all. So um, to sit down and to get depressed or to be sad and feel sorry about yourself is really a huge waste of time because we have a lot of issues that we can work with. And that's great. That's what I found out about. And uh, I enjoy it. I really do. I love that. That's such a great message. And and you spoke a little bit in the beginning about losing your independence a little bit. Are you learning to like getting help? Because I know I'm the same way. I'm so <laughs> and I even like that, not even having my sight, I'm like, I can't ask for help. And so much so that I'll make myself sick. So <laughs> I think it's a very important message that yes, you can ask for help. You know? <laughs> it's very normal. <laughs> How do you feel? I started to learn it and I'm just going giving a little funny example my photographer that I used used to work for them Patrice Table for the fashion shows when he called me it was like Patrice 
Where is my where is my med, madeleine uh, lemon madeleine? Where are they? It was like I started to get much more direct. I like it. <laughs> and I was joking a little bit around it too, but <laughs> yes, yeah. but you have to you have to laugh about it, and and we can't ask yeah. for help. We can be more demanding. <laughs> yes, yes, but I I really had to work a lot with diplomacy, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and to explain softly. Because just to say I'm blind, can you help me with this? You know, sometimes when I'm outside, for instance, or it's uh, it's a lot of people though who would like to help me that doesn't really dare to ask me, but also to explain in a in a quite soft way that I've lost my sight and that I would you know to explain how the communication goes is uh, and also or the way that they could help me. Mm. Yeah, that's that's something too that maybe not, obviously not everyone knows right away that you're blind. So you mm. can explain it in a nice way without being maybe too blunt or come across as angry or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do do that a couple of times though. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> and what's something you... I must admit. Yeah, yeah. I No, I would be the same way. <laughs> And what's something that you wish people knew about the blind community that you don't think people really understand? Uh, we are quite scared of doing certain things, and it's a huge, it's a huge because not to really know what is going on around us is it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't really know what to say to that because it's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a very fragile issue. Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I don't think anyone can fully understand that until they're in that position. No, 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 nobody could. No. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's all about just like listening, and, and you don't even realize like how much we depend on our sight until it's gone. Yeah, so I think that's something we need to be mm. more aware of mm. in the community. And mm. how would you define creativity in your own words? What would you say? How would you define it? But creativity is when you, for me, it's like after everything uh, that you have learned about artworks and things that you have inspired you through through the things that you have experienced or seen or done to find a new idea, to present something or to make something. That's for me, creativity. I like that. So just kind of taking your experience in the world and creating something mm-hmm. to share that with other people. Yes, Mm-hmm. I love that. And what about Paris inspired you specifically? How did Paris change your life? But Paris is the city of uh, photography and also a lot of artists come here. Paris is a city where they really know how to keep artwork like the Eiffel Tower, for instance. It was not supposed to stand up after the World Exposition at that time where it was put up. And the way they preserve artworks and also the way they have, you know, many, many important meetings here, world expositions, and also the way they respect art is, uh, for me personally, uh, nowhere else in the world like here. Yeah, I completely agree. There's just... It's a very personal, it's a very personal uh, opinion. uh, But yeah, (laughs) that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. It's it's just a special place in that way. And mm-hmm. I haven't been anywhere else in the world where it's just so typical day to day to have such joy mm-hmm. in art and to be doing something creative. And and I don't know about you, but like when I was a photographer in America, people would say, oh, what else do you do? Like you couldn't just be an artist. You couldn't just be a photographer. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. 
But here it's just like, oh, yeah. Is it still a hobby? Is yeah, it still exactly. a hobby? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it is serious. This is my job. Um, so I really appreciate how they respect that here. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. so many people mm. that I've met in my life that say, oh, I'm not a creative. I don't have any creative talents. And what would you say to those people? What's some advice you would give to find your creative talents? Or if you're searching for them, how, how do you find them? To trust your own instinct and what you like and to dare to do something that hasn't been done before or to dare to follow your own taste uh, without having a lot of compliments all the time. I think that's very important just to believe in what you do and to go for it. And what is your passion about, you know, the way you present yeah. uh, your work? Hmm. I think that's great advice. You have to follow what's exciting you in that moment. I think that what's making you passionate, like you said, I think that's Really good advice. And just be a doer, like we said earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I love that. Exactly. What's... Don't think too much. Just do. Hmm. Yeah, because our ego and our brain gets in the way, right? And it's like, oh. Exactly. I... Yeah, well said. I can't get out of the way of myself. <laughs> and what are some of the best resources that have helped you on your creative journey? Oh, it's a lot of contacts with people, communicating with people and uh, yeah also knocking on doors and contacting people but it's a lot about relationships it is yeah i think that's so true especially in the creative world i tell everybody like go out and talk to everyone tell everybody about what you're doing you might sound <laughs> anxious or annoying but people will forget about you five minutes later anyway so you have to remind them right <laughs> And what's mm. the best advice that you've ever been given? The just the thing that you said earlier, Anna Malagrida, a very good friend of mine, which is a photographer in art photography. She just said when I talked to her about it, she said, just go, go ahead, just do it. Don't think about it. I'm sure you will make it. That's the best advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, yeah, because it's like... Uh, yeah. And what were you saying after that? You said, and also. Yeah. It's also, you have to work your way up. You have to do a lot of things to find your way also. So it's important just to start. It's very important just to start and then to, to, to filter up and then also to find out really and, you know, learn all the things on the way. I like that. It's just kind of gathering and building on top of your foundation and building mm. from there. And I want to talk mm. a little bit about your book of vintage, vintage couture fashion patterns. Talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Yes, it was um, an editor who contacted me through a friend of mine. And I told her, I presented myself as a photographer. And she, when she heard that I know, knew how to, that I know how to make patterns and things like that, she said, I have a collection of patterns from the uh, from the 50s and uh, I would like to or originals I would like to to make a book about it and then I, I we talked together and I told her that I could you know correct the patterns so it would be much more for the women today when it comes to you know underwear and all that it was a little bit like a wasp um, waist earlier and the bra it, the li line was much much higher than it is today and also a little bit more softer so uh, I I corrected all the patterns and I yeah, I did I did I read did uh, actually the the patterns oh wow that must have been such a fun project was there anything that really surprised you when you were creating that book what did you say if 
Well, that sounds like a really fun project. Like what, what was some of the things that surprised you when you were creating that book? Was there anything that really stood out to you when you were working on that book? Yes, it was. Women did dress very differently at that time. It was much stiffer and much uh, more uncomfortable than it is today. And um, it was, um, how can I say? Yeah, but it also was very nice things that they made at that time. That has come back again a lot. Mm. Yeah, it was so, quality, quality products. Mm, mm. In today's world, there's so much fast fashion and plastic mm. and and everything was mm-hmm. made last back then and actually made out of like real materials, real fabrics and things like that. Yes, yes. Mm. And what are you most excited about for your future work or what's something you want to share with listeners? Well, I'm swimming now a little bit in uh, thinking about what my capacities capacities are. And uh, I, I'm just uh, enjoying really going through different issues and things that I maybe could be able to do. So uh, I think that we have a lot of capacities that we can have, even if we lose a sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to share with your listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And and what are some of the things you're thinking about? What do you think you might want to do? Well, I will... I have been taking song lessons with a very dear friend of mine in Germany that I just visited. She's a soprano, uh, Mechtild Anavild, and I I will try to 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 see if it would be possible for me to be become a singer. <laughs> it's wow. like a very very exotic. <laughs> I love uh, it, but, but it's a lot lot of hard work. So <laughs> yeah, don't they say everyone can become a singer? It's just a matter of practice and refining your voice. Mm. I yeah. think you can definitely do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It was very interesting, though, because the work that you do, you know, with the muscles and the breathing and uh, to do something in a way quite controlled, but really also relaxed. Not so. It's very interesting, you know, all the muscle work and all that. Yeah. Uh, that I also went through after the operation where I lost all my muscles. So... Yeah, I think it's very interesting that the body has a very special way to function and that uh, we can learn a lot about it in many, many ways. Yeah, and I love that you're reinventing yourself and trying something completely different as well. I mean, singing is all about the breathing, right? So it's really learning how to control the breathing and in a good way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is a lot about the breathing, but also to to share feelings and kind of uh, passion. And yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. Mm. Well, I think that you are kind of a Renaissance woman. We have photographer, model, designer, <laughs> book writer, and now we add singer to that list. So that sounds pretty wonderful. And where can people connect with you online and learn more about your story and your work and your book? What I use now for the moment it's instagram so people can contact me on instagram Mm. send me messages Mm. i'll I'll add that in the show notes so people can connect with you and and learn more about your journey and follow your singing story thank you so much for chatting with me today oh it was very nice that you that you wanted to interview me i'm very happy (laughs) yeah of course the pleasure was all mine and i look forward to seeing what you do next Thanks so much for tuning in to La Vie Creative. You can find more information on MissParisPhoto.com. 
And if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word for all my creative guests. We have the power to help them to keep doing what they love. See you next time.